Alright, so I'm sat with the books. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a character creation through for you guys as we manage to lose the one that we did with the party. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a character from start to finish and talk myself through it so that you can um, see how we go. So, as with D&D, as normal, we generate stats and we can do this in the standard fashion by uh, rolling, or we can use the standard array or we can use customised point by as a method. Seems like they're um, angling for us to use standard array now as the standard method, but I always prefer to roll, so that's what I'm going to do. Let me find four dice here. So it's going to be standard 4d6, keeping the highest three. So we've got a 16, which is pretty decent. 16. We have an 11 I have a 13 oh dear um, a 10 at least it's not a negative and uh, an 11 and let's hope for something better than this because we're grossly average at the moment and that's pretty good as a 17 so a 17, a 16, a 13, two 11s and a 10. Not fantastic, but not truly, truly terrible. So, we need to decide what race we're going to be, and what class we're going to be. I think I'm going to go and generate a Tiefling Warlock, mainly because I haven't done one yet, and I think they'll probably go pretty well together as a, a class and race. So we're a Tiefling. Tiefling. And we're going to be a warlock. And I'm going to do it at level 1 at this point. So, my size is medium. Um, we'll say we're male. Um, we'll say we're 5 foot 10. And we weigh 165 pounds. Alignment doesn't really matter at this point. Mainly because they've changed alignments entirely. You can either be lawful, good, good, unaligned, evil or chaotic evil, and that's just fine. But we're going to be unaligned at this point, I think, unless it requires us to change it later. Uh, we can choose a deity or not, so I'm going to choose not to, just to save some time. Now, tieflings get ability score bonuses, so plus two in intelligence and plus two in charisma. And... Uh, that's not too awful, I don't think, for what we've got. I think we're going to be going with uh, Intelligence and Charisma pretty high as a Warlock. If we look at Warlock, we'll see what uh, kind of things it considers to be important to us. It thinks we should have Charisma, Constitution and Intelligence. So I think we'll agree with that. And we'll go with a Charisma of 19 by putting the 17 in there. We'll put the 16 into Intelligence, giving us an 18. Then we'll have, I think, 13 in Constitution, um, an 11 in Strength, an 11 in Wisdom, and we'll have the 10 in Dexterity. So that's our stats done. Alright, that gives us Ability Modifiers of an 11 in Strength gives us a 0, the 13 in Con gives us a 1, Dexterity is again a 0 at 10, Intelligence of 18 gives us a 4, Wisdom of 11 gives us a 0, and Charisma of 19 gives us a 4. So that's a pretty um, yeah, widespread. 
Um, what else have we got? We move six squares, so we'll write that on. We have low light vision, so there's a place on the character sheet under special senses, so we'll write low light vision in there. Okay, low light vision. Um, we get a bonus of plus two to bluff and plus two to stealth skills, so we'll write that in, plus two to bluff, plus two to stealth. Our languages are common and one other. We'll see what kind of pact we take as a warlock before we decide what language we should learn. We also get the racial feature Blood Hunt, which um, gives us a plus one to attack rolls against blooded foes. And blooded is any foe that's down to half their starting hit points. We are fire resistant, so we get fire resistance, which is at five plus one half our level. As we're rounding down, that's currently five, but it's still five more than every other character. And we have the Encounter Power Infernal Wrath, which is a power we can use once per encounter. And what it does is it allows us to channel our fury to gain a plus one attack roll against an enemy that hit us since our last turn. And if the attack hits, we can add our Charisma modifier, which is currently plus four, as extra damage, which is definitely not bad. So that's Infernal Wrath. We'll be having that. And we are added that to the encounter powers on the back. I suppose you can also add it to the race features on the front. Now, if we jump onto Warlock, we'll see what else we can do. Uh, let's have a look. Warlord. Warlock. Let's see what we've got. Okay. We get to be able to use cloth and leather armors. We get simple melee and simple ranged weapons. We can use rods and wands as implements, which is nice. We get a plus one reflex and plus one to our will defenses. So we'll write those in the class part. So plus one reflex, plus one will. We'll work out our uh, armor class and our defenses in a second. Our hit points are 12 plus our constitution score. So that's currently 25, which isn't too bad. So we can work out our blooded score, which would be 12 as we're rounding down. Our uh, surge value, our healing surge value, is one quarter of our starting hit points. So that's going to be 6, because um, we're rounding down again. Surges per day, we've got 6 plus our constitution modifier. So we have seven healing surges per day, and each time we use that, it gives us six hit points back. Um, we can do that in combat by taking a second wind action, or we can do it as a result of someone like a cleric causing us to be able to spend a healing surge. So that's all good. Uh, we have skills. So we get from the class skills below, we choose four skills at level one. So we have Arcana, Bluff, History, Insight, Intimidate, Religion, Streetwise and Thievery. So I think we're going to take Bluff because we get a plus two in that. Uh, all of these skills will add plus five to. If we train in them, it gives us plus five in the skill. Uh, we don't get Stealth, but we get plus two to that, which is unfortunate. So let's have Arcana. Always nice for a Warlock. Let's have... We've got a good Charisma, so we'll have Intimidate. We have one more, so we'll say they have a pretty shocking deck, so we're not going to go with thievery. 
Um, let's go with religion because it's int based. So there we go. Our four skills are arcana, bluff, intimidate, and religion. So now we can work out what our skill score is going to be. In order to do that, we add our ability mod, whether it depending on what skill it is, plus half our level, which is currently zero because we're rounding down. So for acrobatics, our dex is ten, so we have zero in that. Intelligence is for arcana. It's intelligence. We have plus four from our ability score. 5 because it's trained, so we have 9. Athletics is strength based, so we have 0 to that. Charisma based for bluff, so we have plus 4 from our ability score. 5 from training is 9, and plus 2 for bringing a tiefling gives us an 11 in bluff. Diplomacy is charisma based, and we have nothing special to that, so that's just a 4. Dungeoneering is wisdom based, so that's a 0. Endurance is constitution based, so that's only a 1. Heal again, wisdom based, so zero. History is intelligence based, so we're on a four. Insight is wisdom based, so zero. Intimidate is charisma based, and we're trained in it, so that's a nine. Nature is wisdom based, so that's a zero. Perception again, wisdom based, so a zero. Religion is intelligence based, that's a four plus. We're trained in it for five, so that's a nine. Stealth is dex based for zero, but we get plus two for being a tiefling, so that's two. Streetwise is charisma based, so that's a four. And thievery is dex based for a zero. So our skills are pretty low, with a few being at nine, um, quite a lot being at zero, some between ones and fours, depending on where they fall. Not ghastly, not fantastic. So, we now need to figure out what our class features are. So, as a Warlock, we get the Eldritch Blast class feature. Uh, Eldritch Blast, which allows us to Eldritch Blast. It's an at-will power, which means we can use it as a basic... and we can use it as a basic attack. We gain this power, as well as another at-will power determined by our Pact. Now, a lot of... Uh, every other class has the, generally a free choice of two um, at-will abilities. So, the, but the Warlock gets Eldritch Blast plus one other determined by the Eldritch Pact they take. So we have an Eldritch Pact which will also determine some of our stuff we can do later. Now our Eldritch Blast is at will power so we can put that in our at will section. So we'll put Eldritch Blast in our at will powers. Eldritch Blast. And I think it's pretty decent especially as we can use it as a basic attack which means we can use it should someone provoke an attack of opportunity. We can choose to Eldritch Blast them, if they're not next to us, I assume, because it's obviously a ranged attack. Um, if we hit, we do a D10 damage, plus our Charisma or Constitution modifier. So that's going to be D10 plus 4 for us. And at level 1, we determine whether we use our Charisma or Constitution, and once we make this choice, we can't change it later. So we will set that as... Charisma now by putting it in brackets at the end of the power. Alright, now we have to decide which pact we can ch we want. I think the pacts generally are uh, quite determining what abilities you're going to run off. I think uh, the pacts are either the star pact, which is making a pact with the stars, it's like astrology, it's looking into the far realms and being related to beasties from there. There's the Infernal Pact, where we're uh, dealing with devils, 
and there's the Fae Pact where we're dealing with the fairies. And each one of us, each one of those allows us an additional at-will power, as well as a Pact Boon, which affects um, other abilities that we've got. So I think we should go with. We haven't got a very good constitution, and a lot of the infernal pact stuff seems to run off of constitution. So we've got a decent charisma. So I think we're going to go with a fair pact and play with the fairies. So that's not too bad. It's a little strange for a tiefling, perhaps, but why not? We've made a pact with someone. That gives us the eye bite at will power. So we'll write that down. Eye bite targets a single creature and it's based on a roll of our charisma versus their will defense and uh, damage is 1d6 plus charisma modifier psychic damage and we're invisible to the target until the start of our next turn so that's not truly awful for something we can do every single round that's pretty decent and our fair pact is misty step that's our pact boon is called misty step you have the misty step pact boon you instantly transform into silver mist that streams a short distance and reforms, allowing you to flee or manoeuvre to set up a deadly attack. So when an enemy under our Warlock's Curse is reduced to zero hit points or fewer, we can immediately teleport three squares as a free action. So that should be a nice way to be able to manoeuvre around combat. Um, we also get the class feature Prime Shot which means that if we are closer to a target than the rest of our allies when we do a ranged attack we get a plus one bonus to it so that will be good for our Eldritch Blast we get the ability Shadow Walk which means that if we move three squares or more away from where we started we gain concealment until the end of our turn that's pretty nice as well and we get Warlock's Curse which is once per turn as a minor action we place a curse on an enemy nearest to us cursed enemy is more vulnerable to our attacks. If you damage a cursed enemy we deal extra damage, so we're going to be dealing an extra 1d6 at this point. So we're Warlock's Curse 1d6. The um, Hunters get a similar ability called Hunter's Mark or uh, Hunter's Quarry I believe it is. Hunter's Mark in Warcraft. And uh, that does an additional 1d6 plus of course it activates our Misty Step if somebody under our Warlock's Curse dies. Um, a Warlock's Curse remains in effect until the encounter ends, until it drops to zero hit points, and we can place a Warlock's Curse on multiple targets over the course of the encounter. Each curse requires us to use a minor action to do it. We can't place a Warlock's Curse on a creature that's already affected by yours or another Warlock's Curse. It's not too bad. Um, we can also use implements if we choose. We can make use of rods and wands to help channel. Uh, when we're wielding a magic rod or wand, we can add its enhancement bonus to the attack rolls and damage rolls that we do. Uh, we can also use a Pact Blade, which is a special dagger. It can also be used as an implement, as well as uh, to, act, to use in our Paragon powers. So now we've got our two at-will powers that have been chosen by our Pact, pretty much, and the fact that we're a Warlock, we get to choose one encounter power. As a Warlock we have access to four of those, but because of our Pact, we are really want to be steering towards the ones that are fair packed. We can have any of them, but uh, one of them specifically, Witchfire, is fair packed specific. Um, there's two that are infernal packed specific, Vampiric Embrace and a Diabolic Grasp. But Witchfire gives us extra bonuses when we uh, have a fair packed. 
So what it does is it allows us to have an attack of Charisma versus their Reflex Defense, doing 2d6 plus Charisma modifier in fire damage, and the target takes a minus 2 penalty to attack rolls until the end of our next turn. If we have the Fear Pact, the penalty is 2 plus our Intelligence modifier. So that's going to be minus 6. So that's going to be pretty decent. So I'm going to take Witchfire as our encounter ability. It's also a ranged attack, which allows us to attack somebody who's 10 squares away from us and uh, give them a minus 6 to their uh, attack rolls. That's pretty decent. Uh, daily spells. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything that's packed specific here. Oh no, there are. There are some packed specific stuff. We get Curse of the Dark Dream for the Fae, which is Fae specific. It's 3d8 plus Charisma damage, and we get to slide the target three squares, and we can sustain it as a minor action to slide the target one square, whether we hit or miss. Um, it even makes a save that ends that effect. And that's not awful, because it does a decent amount of damage, especially looking at the others. We have Armour of Agathis, which is really an infernal power. Um, we gain temporary hit points equal to 10 plus your intelligence modifier. I think we're going to go with the fear one and stick with the stuff that's uh, all good. So that's Curse of the Dark Dream. I've got some great names for the Warlock powers, I have to say. So we've done our skills, we've got our powers, so we've got Eldritch Blast and Eye Bite at will. We have Infernal Wrath, which comes from being a Tiefling, and the Witchfire for our encounter powers, and we have Curse of the Dark Dream for our daily powers. And what's left is to purchase a feat, so we'll go to feats and see what we can get. Let's have a look and see. There's bound to be some nice Warlock-specific or Tiefling-specific feats we can choose. We can have Hellfire Blood, we gain plus one feat bonus on attack rolls and damage when we use powers that have fire or fear. And we do have fire powers because we've got witch fire, so we might consider that. Um, there's a lot of the feats here that are quite specific to classes. There's some very general ones which are nice, but I think early on it might be nice to get some class specific ones. Improved Misty Step. Our Misty Step allows us to teleport an additional two squares which is fear packed specific, uh, so that might be quite nice. So that would mean every time someone died under our curse, or gets knocked unconscious under our curse, we can teleport five squares, which is not bad at all. Let's see what else we have. Uh, Raging Storm, which is lightning and thunder effects when we get bonuses. Uh, skill trainings, warlord stuff, weapon proficiencies. Ritual Caster. We are trained in Arcana. You can master and perform rituals of your level or lower. Um, even though some rituals use the heal skill or the nature skill, the Arcana and religion is required to understand how to perform rituals. So we could take that and then we'd be able to cast rituals, which are things like Gentle Repose and Animal Messenger, things that take generally longer time. It might be something that we want to get as a character later on. Or... Uh, Maybe even now it's not a bad thing to get. Generally, uh, clerics and wizards get that for free. So that's pretty nice, getting Ritual Caster. They also get Rituals for free, a certain number. I believe wizards get three, and clerics get Gentle Repose plus one other. Um, I don't know what to go with. That's pretty bad, isn't it? 
pretty bad. Let's try, let's try with the tiefling was ferocious rebuke. When we use our infernal wrath power and hit with the attack, we push the target one square in addition to dealing damage. Doesn't sound particularly brilliant, does it? Uh, a lot of the combat is about manoeuvring people into position, it seems. We've just finished playing the first session of um, Keep on the Shadowfell, and a lot of this combat that we had there was all about manoeuvring. The Warlord really came into his own with his abilities to heal and manoeuvre people around the field, and it was uh, pretty decent. I think I'm going to go with Improved Misty Step as our uh, first feat, just to take advantage of our uh, Fear Pact. I think we'll probably end up using that a fair bit, and if not, we can always switch it out at next level and get us something else. So, we've got that. Now we need to look at our armour. I think we said we could use cloth and potentially leathers, I believe. Did we say we could use leathers? Yes, we did. So we might well use leather. Now in this, if you wear light armour, you also get to add your dexterity modifier. It's not going to make a difference to us because our dex mod is zero. So we're going to buy leather armour. Now every character now starts with 100 gold pieces. So leather armour will cost us 25 of those gold. And they will give us a plus two armour bonus, which we're going to sorely need, because we don't have any other protection at all. Which is shocking. So we're going to have to uh, be really, really careful. We also can have simple melee weapons and simple ranged weapons. So we may well go for at least one of each of those. So let's have a look at simple melee. Club, dagger, javelin, mace, sickle and spear. Now the damage is are all quite different. A, ver a spear is a versatile weapon, as is a mace, which means that it can be used in either one hand or two. If you choose to use it in two hands, you get plus one to the damage it does. Um, I think if we go with a two-handed weapon, we could have a quarterstaff, a scythe, a morning star, or a great club. Uh, there's no restriction on whether we can have one-handed or two-handed. Um, Though if we're going to use implements, we may want to stick with one-handed to free up the other hands to wield the implement. But at this point, I think we may as well go with... I'm thinking we'll go with spear. That'll give us the option of uh, wielding it one-handed or two-handed. So should we choose to use an implement, we can then um, add it swap hands back to one, and if we're fighting seriously for our lives, we can get the additional damage. So that's a spear. We are proficient with it, so that gives us a plus two. If you pick up a weapon you're not proficient with, you just don't get the proficiency bonus. So we'll work out our attack, which is half our level, which is zero. The ability with the spear is strength, which is zero. Class abilities, we get no bonuses. Uh, proficient, we get plus two. We're no feats, we have no enhancements, and nothing miscellaneous. So we're literally plus two with our spear. We're not very good at all, versus armor class. And we're doing damage, which is 1d8 for the spear. And it's plus our strength bonus of zero, so it's straight 1d8. Should we use it two-handed, it would be 1d8 plus one. That's not brilliant. I think we need a ranged weapon to counteract how awful we are with uh, our... Uh, hand-to-hand. -hand. So let's have a look at simple range. We have a hand crossbow or a sling or a crossbow if we want to use a two-handed one. Now hand crossbow and sling have the properties load free which means we can load it as a free action 
whereas the crossbow has load minor, which means we have to use a minor action in order to load the crossbow. Every turn we get a movement, a minor, and a standard action. So we could load it with the minor action and fire it with the standard action and still move, which is not too awful, but it would be better if we kept our minor actions for other things. So what we're going to do is we're going to go with, I think, a sling, because it's cheap. It's only one gold piece, and it does exactly the same damage as uh, the hand crossbow. And if we play it right, we might be able to use it as a belt or a hair tie or something, so nobody knows we've got it. So it does 1d6, and it's based on dexterity this time, which is again zero. So I think we're going to probably end up with a similar score here. It's plus two because we're proficient with it. So we get half our level of zero, ability of zero, because of our dex. Class bonus of zero, proficiency bonus of plus two, no feat bonus or enhancement bonus, so we're plus two with our sling, again against AC. And we also add our dex to damage, which again is zero, but we're still good for that. And that cost us one gold piece, taking us to 74, and the spear cost us five gold pieces, taking us to 69. Now, we've still got plenty of money left, so we're going to flip forward and see what we end up with. Uh, ammunition, we'd like some sling bullets. 20 sling bullets are going to cost us one gold piece. So we'll have 40 sling bullets to start with. So we'll write that down, 40 sling bullets. Pretty expensive for sling bullets is uh, a gold piece, but we start with plenty of money, so we can't complain. Uh, we could buy an arcane implement here, which would allow us to... Um, extend our uh, abilities at focusing, but I think we really need a magical one of these, and we can't really afford much magic at this point. I think we can afford a potion of healing, which will cost us 50 of our gold pieces, but at this point I think I'm going to stick with standard gear. We can buy the standard adventurer's kit, which I think we'll get, because it's uh, pretty much everything that you would need. The standard adventurer's kit which costs us 15 gold pieces, which takes us down to 52 gold pieces. Now the standard adventurer's kit includes an empty backpack, a bedroll, a flint and steel, an empty belt pouch, so we can put our uh, sling bullets in it, uh, 10 days of trail rations, 50 feet of hemp rope, two sun rods and a water skin, so that's not totally bad. We have low light vision, so we don't really need to get something to see in the dark. I'm saying that if we're going to go into a dungeon, it mightn't be too bad to purchase a lantern. So we'll buy a lantern for 7 gold pieces. That takes us down to 45 gold. Uh, we don't have thievery, otherwise we might think about buying thieves' tools. Um, we could buy... Had we bought um, the ritual caster feet, we could have purchased a ritual book to contain our rituals, which would have cost us 50 gold pieces. Uh, but at this point, there's very little that we might want. We don't really have any athletic skills, so we might not want a climber's kit. We don't really want a chest. We don't really want any more ammunition. We could maybe buy a riding horse, but they're 75 gold. And we ain't going to be buying one of those. So I think we're going to keep the money we've got at this point and uh, save our 45 gold for when we can uh, perhaps purchase something a little more exciting, like a magical item at level 1 or the cheapest magical item is the potion of healing at 50 gold, but beyond that it's about 360 gold for the lowest magical item, running up to 3,125 gold for a level 30 magical item, which is pretty serious stuff. Alright, so we've worked out our basic attacks there. 
what we could do is go through a similar process for our, um, our powers. So say we'll take Witchfire, for example, which we might be using quite often. That's an encounter power, so let's not do that. Let's do Eye Bite. We're going to be using that quite a lot. So it's our Charisma versus their Will Defense. So if we look at our um, workspace, it's half our level, which is no good, plus Charisma of 4, no class ability, no profession, uh, no... Uh, we've got no proficiency with it. We have no feat that enhances it, and uh, we have nothing else to add. So it's plus four with eye bite. So we can write eye bite down in our basic attacks. I'm going to use that quite a lot. So we can write eye bite is plus four versus will, which is not too awful. And it does 1d6 plus charisma damage. So that's 1d6 plus four. And uh, we're also invisible. So I'm going to write invis next to that as well to remind me. Obviously, we're going to need to use our Eldritch Blast a lot. Eld Blast. And uh, that runs on, we said Charisma. So it's Charisma versus their Reflex. So we know that our Charisma is going to give us a plus four. We have no other uh, bonuses to it at this point. We could use Implements to enhance it, but we don't have one. So we're going to do plus four versus Reflex for our Eldritch Blast. And it's going to do 1d10 plus 4 damage, which is pretty decent because of our good charisma. And uh, we're happy with that. That's not too bad. Now if we look at Tiefling, we can get to pick a name, because there's some very nice names in our Tiefling area. They're very kindly given us names, but I'm terrible at them. So say we're a male Tiefling, we'll just pick, um, let's say, Morthos. We like that, it's a nice evilly sounding name and I think he's going to be quite a, an evilly tainted character struggling with his evil side so to speak. We also have one choice of language. We get common for free plus one other language. So if we look in the back and find out where languages are I'll uh, go pick it and then I think we'll pretty much have a character thrown together. Almost all done. So I think in combat he's probably going to be uh, standing back a bit Possibly firing with his sling, using his Eldritch Blasts, marking people with his Warlock's Curse, and uh, hoping that they die off so that he gets to teleport to other sides and out of the way. He's uh, occasionally going to have to throw in some of his harder powers, like his Witchfire, his Curse of Dark Dream to do extra damage. But uh, invariably, I think he's going to be a blasting machine at this point. Later on, he might be able to learn rituals and become a bit more useful to the party. He's going to get some pretty nasty things at higher levels if he's looking at the Warlock. But um, looking through our languages, we have Common, which he's already got, Deep Speech, which is the speech of things in the Underdark, Draconic, Dwarven, Elven, Giant, Goblin, Primordial, Supernal and Abyssal. There's no specific language of Fey creatures, so I think, although as he's got the Fey Pact, I think I'm going to select Elven. As it's already, it's, it's the language of elves, Aladrin, both of which are fair, and Formorians, who are also fair. So we're going to go with Elven. May not be particularly great for Tiefling, but we're going to stick with that, I think. Um, at this point, this character is pretty much playable. We have 25 hit points, decent statistics. We need to work out our initiative, which is our dex plus half our level plus anything miscellaneous. So literally, our deck, our initiative bonus is zero. We now need to work out our armor class which is again 10 plus half our level, so that's 10, 
plus two for our leather armor plus our dexterity or our intelligence. So that's uh, either dexterity of zero or intelligence of four. So that would give us with the fact that we have no class abilities, no additional feat abilities, no enhancements or any miscellaneous modifiers. We have a total of 16 armor class, which is pretty decent for a caster at level one. Fortitude, we have 10 again, which is 10 plus half our level. The ability, which is the highest bonus of either strength or constitution, so that's plus one. No class bonus, no feat bonus, no enhancement bonus, giving us an 11, so we're pretty poor at fortitude. Reflex again is 10 plus half our level for 10. Ability is the highest of dexterity and intelligence, so we'll get plus four for intelligence. We get plus one for being a warlock for this. No feat or enhancement. So we get plus 15 reflex, which isn't so awful. Will is 10 again for 10 plus half our level. Our ability is highest of wisdom or charisma, so our charisma gives us a plus four. No feats or enhancements. We get plus one for being a warlock. So again, we're 15 for that. So that's not too bad. Our speed is 6. Our armour doesn't reduce our speed. I don't think we're carrying enough weight in items to reduce our speed, so we're going to be moving 6 squares. We can fill in our senses, our passive senses. So these are when we're not actively looking for something, we have a passive perception. And when we're not actively trying to tell if someone's lying or what have you, or get a feel for a situation, we have a passive insight, which essentially is the effect of taking 10 on our skill roll. So it's 10 plus whatever our skill is. So our passive insight, we have an insight skill of zero because we're terrible at wisdom. So that's 10 plus zero is 10. So if we're in a situation where we need to tell someone's lying or the GM thinks we should be telling someone's lying, we'd have a, a we all, we'd have assumed to have rolled a 10. And our perception is zero again because it's also wisdom based. Uh, so we're 10 on that. We have low light vision, which is written in. We have all our attacks worked out. We have our feet selected. We have our languages. We have all our powers. Uh, we'd have to write in some personality traits, mannerisms and appearance, and some character background, um, and draw a picture. And that would be our character done. So I hope this has kind of took the edge off the fact that we lost our character creation session and uh, has given you an idea of how to go through character creation. If there's demand for it, I'll go through it with other kinds of characters, because uh, this didn't really take too long. And I'll get round to scanning this sheet and putting it online after I've used pen to fill in the uh, stuff that I've just written down, so you can see what I've done and the result of uh, my labour. So I'm now going to go and upload this to the internet, and then I'm going to head to bed. So, good night, y'all.